You're listening to On Human Rights, where we talk to experts from around the world about the latest and most important issues in regard to human rights and humanitarian law. We're broadcasting from the Raoul Wallenberg Institute in Lund, Sweden. I'm Kenneth Cameron. Dr. Nuno Ferreira is a professor of law at the University of Sussex and is deputy director of the European Children's Rights Unit, the ECRU. Among other areas, he has worked in LGBT rights, refugee law and children's rights with a focus on child labour. He was recently awarded a 1 million euro European Research Council starting grant in order to produce a comprehensive analysis of refugees seeking asylum in Europe based on sexual orientation and gender identity. Welcome to Lund. Thank you very much. So what brings you to RWI? So um, the the reputation of this institute is, of course, um, extremely high. And um, this institute does stand as uh, globally as uh, a reference for human rights. So my hope was uh, to come here and uh, meet colleagues and uh, um, share my ideas and also um, take some good ideas uh, from the colleagues here. Could you tell us a little bit more about what you've previously worked on? So um, for the past uh, 10, 15 years, um, most of my research has been on uh, the horizontal effect of fundamental rights and on children's rights. Um, and um, in, in relation to those uh, two, two um, fields of research, I've uh, focused mostly on um, issues of sexuality, religion, dress codes, uh, and more recently on uh, child labor as well. Could you explain what you mean by the horizontal effect of fundamental rights? So horizontal effect of fundamental rights is basically the idea that um, fundamental rights or human rights, uh, if you'd like, uh, should apply not only on the relationships uh, between private parties and uh, state authorities, as it has usually been the case uh, traditionally, uh, but uh, human rights should also apply on uh, horizontal relationships, which means uh, we should also make use of the human rights discourses and policy and framework on relationships between two private parties or two, um, uh, two individuals or it can be an individual and a corporation. So in, the, in, the, in relation to the, to the horizontal effect uh, of fundamental rights debate, um, it's, uh, it's a debate that has been very popular in, um, for a few decades, uh, especially in Germany, um, but uh, it has been mostly limited to the field of employment. So the, the classical case is uh, employers uh, being seen as um, powerful entities, and so human rights uh, obligations should apply to them so that workers uh, would be protected in their employment relationship. Uh, but what has been noticed increasingly throughout the last two, three decades is, uh, decades is that um, it's not just employers who are powerful entities uh, nowadays. Uh, some corporations can be uh, more powerful than some states. Uh, even on a daily basis, uh, some individuals hold a very powerful position in society, be it landlords, landladies, uh, be it um, shop owners. Um, and um, the power of those individuals can affect the, the dignity and the, the, the rights of uh, other uh, in individuals uh, very much. And so the idea of this, uh, of this debate uh, on the horizontal effect of fundamental rights is to make sure that 
all entities with a powerful position are somehow bound by a human rights uh, policy um, and legal framework to make sure that we as private entities um, do not uh, suffer at, at the end at the ends of, of those um, of those private entities. So uh, to, to give you an example, um, uh, of course, it, it, in most jurisdictions, shop owners cannot discriminate uh, on racial grounds. Uh, so if you belong to a racial minority, you, you can um, use services in any uh, shop. But um, not all jurisdictions, for example, recognize that um, shop owners should not discriminate on grounds of uh, disability or sexuality or age. Uh, etc. So for the principle of equality could play a much stronger role in, in this field. Uh, other examples uh, relate to, to tenancy. Uh, it's very common uh, for um, uh, landlords and landladies to uh, um, impose certain conditions when they rent uh, their properties or a room within their properties. And um, while it has been clear for several decades in most legal frameworks that um, property owners should not uh, discriminate on racial grounds, it is still not clear that they should not discriminate on grounds of gender, disability and sexuality and so on. So um, the idea of this debate is to make sure that human rights can be protected in a greater, um, uh, in, a, in a broader field uh, of, of circumstances. Um, and, and so what, what I've written um, in, in this field has been mostly to, uh, to point out how human rights can play a much more uh, richer and active role in um, making sure that private entities in their relationships with other private entities can also benefit for the humor, for, from a human rights framework. What are you looking to work on in the future? So... Um, as I said, uh, most of my work so far has been on, on this debate about the horizontal effect of fundamental rights and on uh, children's rights. Uh, but um, I've increasingly started working more on refugee rights. So that's probably what I'll be working mostly um, in the future. Uh, in particular, I'll be concentrating on um, a project that has been funded by the, uh, by the European Union uh, through the Horizon 2020 program. Uh, and it's a, a project that uh, will uh, uh, investigate how uh, the claims, uh, the asylum claims uh, by LGBT individuals uh, can be dealt with more fairly in the European context. So there's a, a, a wide range of uh, issues uh, in relation to claims based on sexuality and gender identity. Um, and um, there's, um, there's quite uh, um, a broad range of evidence that points out to the, uh, to the way these claims uh, are sometimes dealt with in a, a very unfair and uh, culturally inappropriate way. So the project will uh, research how those claims uh, are dealt with um, currently, especially in the context of uh, Germany, UK and Italy. And, um, and then we'll uh, produce policy recommendations uh, and uh, suggest how both legislators and decision makers can produce better decisions for these asylum claimants. Could you tell us why the countries, the UK, Italy and Germany, were chosen? Yes. Uh, so in relation to that project on, um, on asylum claims on grounds of sexuality and gender identity, 
um, the idea was to select um, a sample of countries that would be uh, very significant uh, in the context of that theme. So we chose countries that followed uh, three criteria. First, a significant number of asylum claims, and the UK, Germany and Italy have a, a very high uh, number of asylum claims. Uh, thirdly, countries that have different types of asylum um, procedures. Uh, so an asylum procedure may um, focus on the role of the state authorities collecting all the evidence, or it may concentrate on the role of the asylum claimant providing all the evidence, or it may uh, strike a, a balance between um, both the state and the asylum claimant uh, gathering the necessary evidence. And so we chose this, those countries as well on the basis of the type of asylum procedure they use. And thirdly, uh, we also looked into how generally the legal framework of those countries approached issues of sexuality and gender identity. So we chose um, a country, in this case the UK, which has a fairly generous um, framework um, in, um, in relation to, to sexuality and gender identity. Then we chose another country, which was Italy, which is considerably more conservative in relation to these issues, and uh, an, a country which uh, stands somewhere in between, which was Germany. So th these three countries uh, um, fulfilled all these three criteria. What are you hoping to achieve through this project? Uh, so the aim is uh, particularly to make sure that these claimants are not disadvantaged, uh, both in relation to other claimants and uh, simply uh, to make sure that they receive a fair decision. It does not necessarily mean a positive decision. It may be negative for all sorts of reasons. But at least the, 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 these asylum claimants should leave the asylum process believing that they their claim has been dealt with fairly and that uh, they were not uh, in any way uh, jeopardized or uh, that they, they did, their dignity was not in any way harmed throughout that process. Dr Nuno Ferreira is a professor of law at the University of Sussex and is deputy director of the European Children's Rights Unit, the ECRU. Among other areas, he has worked in LGBT rights, refugee law and children's rights with a focus on child labour. He was recently awarded a 1 million euro European Research Council starting grant in order to produce a comprehensive analysis of refugees seeking asylum in Europe based on sexual orientation and gender identity. Thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you. On Human Rights is broadcast from the Raoul Wallenberg Institute of Human Rights and Humanitarian Law in Lund, Sweden. Thanks for listening today. We'll be back soon.